Well, life is full of all kind of choices. Uh, some of you may have, uh, this afternoon, as I said, chose to take a nap after we lost that hour last night. Uh, we're just faced with all kinds of decisions each and every day, and some of you decided to move your clock forward. How many of you did that last night? All right, well, you were on time for church this morning. Then some of us uh, may not remember to do that, and there were some that came in about 10 o'clock this morning. As Reggie said, uh, they had uh, forgotten to set their clock, so they were uh, about an hour behind thinking they were coming for the 9 o'clock service got here in time for uh, our Sunday school hour. So we just have all kinds of things. Some of you said, well, maybe I'll, I'll just wake up as I usually do early in the morning. It doesn't matter what the clock says, and I'll make it on time. Some of you did that, and some of you were here on time, and that's good. Some of you had the choice to make this morning what you were going to eat for breakfast. Maybe you ate a bowl of ice cream. You, you know I'm scientific about ice cream. Ice cream is good for you any time of the day. It's been proven that breakfast, if you eat a bowl of ice cream for breakfast, doctor, it'll help you. It's good for you. So that's my choice. You can eat cereal. You can eat scrambled eggs. I like ice cream, so I eat it for breakfast sometimes, <laughs> and it's good for you. That's the choice that I made. You've, you've been filled with all kinds of choices all your life, who to marry, what job to go to, what uh, school to go to. It did, that just all kinds of things that are part of your life that you've had to make choices for. Life is full of choices, and we have to be careful how we choose and what we choose. The, uh, those of you who follow basketball know that in about an hour from now, the NCAA selection committee will have to make a decision. They'll have to make some choices. There are tournament champions that are automatically given a bid to work uh, to play in this NCAA basketball tournament, but then there are uh, about 16 or 18 teams that they have to make a choice as to who's going to get in. We wish our Bulldogs were there, but they're not. Uh, maybe next year they'll they'll be all right. We got a, a lot of good uh, returning freshmen that'll help our team next year. But a lot of things we have to choose, make decisions on. And today I want to talk with you a little while uh, in these next few minutes about choices and making the right choices. It's so important that we make the right choices. One of my favorite characters in the Old Testament is the man by the name of Joshua. Joshua had a lot of choices to make, and he chose wisely. He chose the right way, and we find in his life some things that uh, helped him make the right choices. Aren't you thankful that we have people who make the right choices rather than the wrong choices? I think, Casey, of our college students, uh, about 70 of them, along with some chaperones, went down to Florida. They made the right choice. They made the good choice instead of the bad choices. They chose to help those who were making the bad choices. Isn't that right, Casey? There were people down there on, on the Florida beach who were uh, just there for a good time. But our college kids who were committed to the way of Christ, who chose to do something on their spring break, go down there and help people who had made wrong choices. So we're faced with that dilemma, good choice, bad choice. Hopefully we make the best choices when we follow Christ and all. So this next little while, I want us to talk about 
making the right choice and how Joshua in his life made the right choice in following God. And that ought to be our hope and our prayer. He's identified as Joshua, the son of Nun. Don't know a lot about his background other than the fact that he was brought up as a slave in Egypt. He was one of those who was down in Egypt uh, the children of Israel down there for 400 years. Uh, he wasn't quite that old, don't get me wrong, but he was there in Egypt, uh, born there, and then uh, was able to get out. And uh, when the children of Israel led uh, by Moses on the, on the Exodus. So his name is interesting. It means the Lord is our salvation, Joshua, uh, given that name early on in his life by his family by his mother and daddy don't know a whole lot about his family but those are the things that we know about him son of none so if you would turn in your bible please to the 24th chapter of the book of uh, joshua or there in the old testament i want us to look at a couple of things here this this evening that i hope will help us remember joshua and the kind of person that he was if you look in uh, Numbers, though, before we get to the book of Joshua, look over in the book of Numbers, and you see something about him. Joshua, excuse me, Numbers 11, verse 28. Joshua, the son of Nun, who had been Moses' aid since he was a youth. Isn't that an impressive statement? He'd been around Moses for a long time. This helped Joshua become the kind of person that he was. A little bit later on, I want to read another passage of Scripture. But here, as a young man, he had the privilege of being close to Moses, hanging around Moses. Can you imagine what an exciting time that must have been? Here's the one that led the children of Israel out of Egypt. He's the one that God spoke to, God gave the Ten Commandments to, and so he's a person that God had a lot of uh, interest in. And because Moses was the kind of person he was and Joshua was the kind of person he was, he was able to hang around and, and learn from a man by the name of Moses. And so that made him a little bit better. Understand that he was following God's will for his life, but yet he had the privilege of hanging around Moses being with him day in and day out. From the time he was a youth, as I said, we don't know a whole lot about the situation that gave him the privilege of being there around Moses all the time, but we, uh, we see there in this scripture that he was there with Moses for a good bit of his life. Early on, had that kind of preparation, getting ready to be the kind of person that God uh, would lead. Uh, there in the book of Deuteronomy, right across the page from the first chapter of the book of uh, Joshua, we read uh, in verse uh, 34, chapter 34, verse 11. Since then no prophet has arisen in Israel like Moses, who did all the miraculous, excuse me, all the miraculous, I've got the wrong verse there. Uh, it tells us that Moses, excuse me, now Joshua, verse 9, I'm sorry, Joshua, the son of Nun, was filled with the spirit of wisdom because Moses had laid his hand on him. 
I think of all the opportunities that you and I have, the choices that we have to make. I'm so thankful that we have a church that is interested in not just taking care of ourselves, but helping others throughout our community. And as I mentioned a moment ago, our college students who had the privilege of going down and being there on the beach when those young people from all over the country were making the wrong kinds of choices, uh, filling their bodies with alcohol and drugs and, and doing all kinds of things. And our young people, because they were committed to following Christ, they had been prepared to do the right thing and make the right choices. They were able to go down and help those who were making the wrong choice. And what a powerful influence that is. They had the preparation. Casey and other leaders in our college department have done things, have been doing things and continue to do things to get our young people prepared for this. John Nugent sitting back there is getting our, our high school and junior high students ready to go out on a youth mission trip this summer, on youth mission trips, not just one trip, but multiple trips to help others. They're prepared because they have the right kind of influence, the right kind of leaders. Joshua had that. He had the influence of a man like Moses, a man that was committed to doing what God wanted him to do with his life, and so he influenced this young man. Moses on up in years by this point. We know that uh, Moses lived in Egypt for 40 years, wandered in the desert for 40 years uh, trying to find himself, worked there for his father-in-law and uh, so had to be on up in years and here's a young man following in his footsteps, learning from him, preparing himself to be used of God in a mighty way. And so it is with our lives. We need to be prepared. We need to help others be prepared through our teaching, through our preaching, through our praying through our influencing as did uh, Moses in the life of Joshua. Joshua, of course, you know, was one of the 12 that uh, Moses chose at God's instruction, one of the 12 sent out when they reached a point to where they needed to evaluate what the land looked like. And they were one of, uh, Joshua was one of 12 uh, of the spies that went out and they roamed the land they came back with evidence of how uh, productive the land was and how good the land looked but then 10 of the spies said oh but there were some giants that roamed around we we don't need to go in there people it'd be very difficult for us to go in there and overtake these la this land because of all the problems all the difficulties that we might encounter but Caleb and Joshua stood up and said, oh, oh, it's not us that's going in there. It's God that's going before us. And because he will be with us, we should be able to conquer the land. Should not be a problem to overcome any obstacle because God is on our side. And unfortunately, the people made the wrong choice. They listened not to Joshua and to Caleb, but rather the ten who said we can't do it instead of the ones who said we could do it. With God's help, we'll be able to overtake that. So all of this to say that Joshua had been prepared and was willing to go and do that. Now, chapter 1 in Joshua, and I, I could be up here all night talking about all the things that 
God did in Joshua's life to help him get ready for the point that he will come to in the, at the end of his life. But in chapter 1, we read some things that kind of help us understand the motivation. Talked about the preparation that he had. Talked about now the, the motivation that he had. In chapter 1, we read where God said to him over and over again in that first chapter, be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to them, to their forefathers that I will give them. Be strong and very courageous. Every time I read the book of Joshua, start out there with chapter 1. If you've read through the Bible recently, you've read through this part of Scripture. And it's such a profound message for our hearts and lives even today that no matter what the obstacles are, no matter what the difficulties we encounter in our lives, God gives us the strength to be courageous. There's some of you who face illnesses. Some of you who are facing financial difficulty. There's some who have all kinds of problems in a congregation our size. We have many, many people who are experiencing health issues. There are those who've lost loved ones in recent weeks and months. And we know that there are problems that arise in our lives day in and day out. And to hear words like this gives us inspiration and motivation to carry on. God spoke through this man, Joshua, to help these people prepare themselves for what they were going to have to do, conquer the land. It wasn't just going to be given to them. I don't think Moses nor Joshua or Caleb ever thought that that would be the easy thing just to walk in and everybody's just going to fall over because the Israelites have arrived. No, they were going to have to conquer the land, and unless God was in it, they wouldn't be victorious. And here you read that over and over again. Moses is dead. You've got to pull yourself together now, people. You've got to get ready. I've turned it over to Joshua. He's going to lead you. He's going to be the one that will give direction to your life, who will help you overcome the problems. He's going to be the one to give you the victory with God's help. Be strong, be courageous. Don't back down. I like these words too. Be careful to obey all the law that my servant Moses has given to you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you be, may be careful to do everything written in it then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Listen to God saying this again through his servant. Be strong. Be courageous. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. That's a challenge to my heart tonight. To make the right choice, to follow God. And how thankful I am. Did you hear what? Joshua was saying or heard the Lord say through him to these people, hold on to my word. Aren't you thankful that you live in a community like Ruston? Aren't you thankful to be a part of Temple Baptist Church where we hear the word of God proclaimed, where we are unafraid to stand up before a group, be it on a Sunday morning or Wednesday night or be in a Sunday school class and know that the word of God is being taught.
that it makes a difference to know that God's word is being proclaimed. We're sending out missionaries, even as we are sending our pastor and our minister of missions and one of our deacons out this week to be missionaries, to proclaim the word of God. They're not going to to sell a product. They're not going to talk about the weather or or to help people uh, do other things. They're going to teach and preach the word of God. And that's what made Joshua the kind of person he was. He heard that early on as Moses had died, the mantle of leadership had fallen upon him, and now he has the responsibility of challenging these people. And what does he simply say? This is what God says. This isn't what Joshua is saying. This is what God is saying. And God wants those people to hear that and to be motivated and be encouraged by that. Hold on to the word of God. Well, that's our direction. And even today, we can be strong and courageous no matter what we face in life. No matter how difficult things may become, no matter what obstacles loom before us, None of us know what tomorrow may bring, but we know that God is in control. If we put our faith and our trust in him, he will guide and direct us and lead us. Now, I've talked a minute about the preparation that Joshua had early on in his life. The mantle fell upon him. He was inspired by the leadership of Moses. He was encouraged by the things that he had been able to see and observe in Moses' life. He'd been around this great leader. He'd been inspired by the challenge from God himself as he spoke through Joshua. And then also I think that uh, Joshua had a sense of dedication and commitment to doing what God wants. When you get over to the 24th chapter where I started talking about just a moment ago, And you read where Joshua comes to the end of his life. The Bible tells us that he lived 104 years. And how wonderful to know that he had that kind of longevity and was able to live a long time. Excuse me. He died at the age of 110. 110 years of age. And here at the last time that he gathers the people together, He gives them a challenge and dedicates them to doing what God wants them to do and challenging them in this way. Look with me here at chapter 24, these verses 14 through 16. Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Serve the Lord with gladness. We sang that a moment ago. What a great hymn that is, Jeremy, to think, that we can serve the Lord with a sense of gratitude for what he has done in our lives and help us, Lord, day by day to live our lives in such a way that we can help others. Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your forefathers had worshipped beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if in serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, Then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your forefathers served beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you're living. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now here's a man that had lived a long time, had the privilege of being around a a great leader for many, many years before 
Moses had died. He'd been ready, made ready to do this job that God had called him to do and he was very obedient and very willing to serve the Lord with all of his heart, with all of his soul, with all of his strength. He's come now to the end of his life and he's challenging these people. They've come in and they've conquered the land. They've gone from one end of it to the other and they've been able to to win the battles. Uh, Joshua, we could have sung that tonight, Jeremy and Joshua fit the battle of Jericho. And the walls, they come a-tumbling down. And I know you would have stomped your foot on that one if you didn't know what Caitlin sang a moment ago. But nonetheless, here's a great leader who's got a challenge on his heart to tell these people. And he's simply saying to them, I know what I'm going to do. You can do whatever you want to do. You may think serving these gods of the Amorites, and God had warned them, there's all kinds of things thrown out there before the people. They can serve all kinds of gods or worship just anything. We live in a society that all kinds of gods are presented, the god of pleasure, uh, just all kinds of things that people can get involved in and, and serve and make a part of their lives as their god. But what did Joshua say? He'd been prepared for this. He'd been committed to this. And he simply said with great uh, vigor and with great commitment, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You think about it. What, what is it that God wants us to do? He wants us as a, a, a nation, to be sure, to follow his leadership. He wants us as a church to do these things that help others be able to say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That's a, that's a great commitment that each and every one of us ought to be willing uh, to make any time. Look at verse 31. Israel served the Lord throughout the lifetime of Joshua and of the elders who outlived him and who had experienced everything that the Lord had done for Israel. They recounted these many blessings, these great victories that they had won conquering that land. Again, it would have been impossible for them to have done what they did as a nation had not God been in it. Folks, there are things in our nation we cannot overcome except with the power of God working in our lives day in and day out, with us being true to what God would expect of us day by day living and isn't it wonderful that these people listened to Joshua? They agreed with what Joshua had to say. We will follow the Lord. Sad thing is they didn't stay with it. Uh, you go on into the book of Judges and you find out very quickly how much these people turned away from God and began to serve the gods of the Amorites and the other gods that, that were mentioned here in the book of Joshua. They fell away from God. They forgot these words that God had spoken through their leader, Joshua, and through Moses. I read a statement tonight, uh, earlier today that has been uh, one that's kind of pierced my heart. I hope it does yours too. Lord, break my heart for the things that break your heart. God has to be troubled by some of the things that go on in our country. God has to be troubled by the way people live their lives today. 
And we, as God's people, have a responsibility. We have an opportunity to be what God wants us to be. Oh, we've, we've done all kind of preparation, Loy, and getting people trained to do what they ought to do. But you and I have the responsibility of continuing to live our lives where people will be able to say of those people, they are the people of God. And say, as did this man of old, as for me and my house, I'm going to follow God. I'm going to do the things that God wants me to do day by day, no matter what the consequences, no matter what the cost, no matter what the obstacles are, I am going to choose wisely to make the right decision, and that is to follow Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior and then turn my life over to God and live for him day by day, hour by hour. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I hope that's your prayer tonight. And those things that break the heart of God, I hope they'll break your heart where we can do those things that God challenges us to do as individuals, certainly as a church, and as a nation. As we move out beyond the walls of the church, beyond the walls of our country, around the world, taking the message of Christ wherever we go. Would you join me as we pray tonight? And in a moment, we're going to sing uh, those wonderful words of, I have decided to follow Jesus. I'm going to make the right choice. I'm going to follow him and do the things that he would have me do. Would you join me in this prayer? Our Father, as we pause here this evening, we're so grateful for men like Joshua who lived before us, who were able to do those things that you called him to do because he stood on the word of God. And we too, Father, have the privilege and the opportunity to be the people of God in this day. And may we even as we leave this place tonight be as one. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord wherever we are in whatever way we can. Guide us and keep us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.